You are listening to the Mythical Jesus Podcast, taking the Christ of faith seriously. A podcast that dives into faith development, cognitive development, using Jesus as the framework for that. We dive deep into the Jesus of the New Testament, showing him as the preeminent example of development and what that development looks like. Buckle your seatbelts. Sit back, enjoy the ride. This is going to be a lot of fun because diving into the Jesus narrative has never been done like this before. You can visit our website at christoffaith.org. On the site, you will find tools, resources, documents to help you in your faith development and to better understand Jesus, the teacher, and his role in that. And now, on to what you've been waiting to hear. Come thou fount of every blessing to my heart. We are back again. I'm your host, Bill Real. Grateful for the chance to be with you today. Really looking forward to our conversation. We're going to be in Mark chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. We'll start there. We may take on another verse or two just to see how time goes. But in verses uh, 6 through 7, again in chapter 2, we spoke about this last week as we told the, jo- the story of the man who is paralyzed, lowered down through the roof of the home that Jesus is in. He's teaching. The house is so packed. It's one of, I think it's one of all of our favorite stories in the scriptures. And the man's lowered down. He's paralyzed. His four friends bring him, assuming they want him to be healed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, says something different, though. He tells this man, my child, your sins are forgiven. But at this point... Verse 6 and 7, but some of the teachers of the religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And I want to just use that verse as another thought here today. And it's this idea that the accusation of blasphemy as only God can forgive sins In the literal sense, we all get that the story imposes that Jesus is God and hence certainly can forgive sins. But in another way, do we grasp that even if Jesus isn't God, can he not forgive? Can you not forgive? Can I not forgive? You see, we all have power to forgive sin. No, not in the sense that that man over there has done something that will keep him from entering the kingdom of God, and hence he must repent, and justice must be served, and he either must repent, or he will have to account for that sin in some other way, perhaps even to the magnitude of being left out of the kingdom of God. But do we recognize that we also have the kingdom of God within us? Jesus taught that too. When I perceive that someone has done something wrong, and whatever whatever place you're at, for instance, some of us have a hard time forgiving others unless that other comes to us and asks us for forgiveness. Some of us extend forgiveness more openly. But for all of us, we can extend forgiveness. There's nothing stopping Jesus from saying, I forgive you. There's nothing stopping you and I from saying, I forgive you. Whatever it is you've done, let's start over. Let's let it go. Let's 
put it behind us. In the truest sense of the word, we all have power to forgive sin. Perhaps some deserve it, perhaps some don't, but such seems not up to us. Forgiveness seems to be one of the healing ingredients in relationship, in connectedness. It's easy to forgive our friends. It's easy to forgive our loved ones. And then sometimes it isn't. But we're always in relationship with others. Even those we don't get along with, there's still relationship. One of the challenges of this life is the, the growing into valuing others regardless of their differences and even their actions and behaviors, to value others as human beings. Having a human experience, some Eastern thought paints the idea that they are me just under a different set of circumstances. The further into this journey I have gotten, the more I realize that that is a deep truth. That another human being is me, simply under another set of circumstances. If we move into verse 8, Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? As you develop into a proficiency with perspective taking, you get really good at sensing what the blind spots of others are. And you get really good at sensing what your own blind spots are. They no longer are blind spots. They may still be shadows, things you're working on, things you're trying to peel back layers of the onion on to get to what is the core of that behavior or that thought, why you do things the way you do. But again, you also develop a proficiency with perspective taking and you get really good at sensing what others' blind spots are. You get really good at stepping out of your shoes, out of out you get out from behind your own eyes. And you you basically climb in behind theirs. You're seeing the world as they see it. And you sense the motivations, you sense the desires, you sense why they say what they do and why and their reasoning for why they do what they do. So when they give an explanation like this is why I did that, You sense the reality behind that statement. And I know as people are listening, you're going to sense like, Bill's talking about something really weird here. And and how can any of us know what others are thinking? And he seems to be indicating some type of telepathy or magic. And it's not that at all. It's that you gain so much experience with life and you get so good at climbing out of your own lens and seeing other people and their life experiences and why they do the things they do, you grow into this ability to understand human beings and human nature and the psychology and motivation behind why we do the things we do. And when you grasp that, you more accurately, more fully sense another person as a human being just like you're a human being and you begin to grasp better and better what makes them tick 
and why they do what they do. It's not magic. It's not telepathy. There's nothing crazy going on here. I have been around people much further into, de- into development than I'm in. And these people have the ability to sit in a room and facilitate deep conversations around community trauma and around the development of individuals in the group as a whole and like a magician, but without the magic, these people pick up on when the room needs to shift another direction, when someone needs to be protected from another judging them and poking at them. They tend to sense the entire feeling in the room and they know exactly how to get the conversation back to where it needs to go. And it is a gift and it's a spiritual gift. And I call it spiritual because there's nothing else to call it. It's about being grounded. It's about being aware. And again, these are all tools that come with life, with leaning into this development, and they're assisted deeply by meditation and contemplation. If you listen to the Dalai Lama talk, if you listen to Desmond Tutu talk, if you listen to folks that are seen as further into this development, you sense in them the ability to see human nature more deeply, to hit closer to the head of the nail, to get closer to the center of the truth of why we humans do what we do. And you see a gift in these people to be able to meet somebody where they're at and to offer wisdom to whatever space that person is in. You can sense what stage of development they are in. You see the mechanisms they're using to protect themselves. You see the mechanisms they're using to try and get you to see the world their way. And you see their blind spots that limit them, that limit their view and their paradigm. This is generally with a realization that we can be and will be wrong in sensing such because we're only drawing closer to the truth We never fully have it, but we also grow in charity and we continue to allow another to hold their truth and to be willing for them to help us understand them better. In other words, the way this works is I get into a conversation with somebody and I have a perspective and they have a perspective and maybe they're in an earlier stage of development. And as I have a conversation with them, I'm going to be soft I'm going to be sensitive. I'm going to be charitable to the place that they're in, in that conversation. I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to compel them out of the stage that they're in. I want to nudge them. I want to offer some wisdom. And if they take it, great. And if they don't, fine. But I want to offer it. And, and when you enter these conversations, you'll sense that somebody's not where you're at. And so you'll, you'll soften up. You'll allow them to have the space they're at. You don't want to create chaos for them. But you also, sensing where they are, you, you dangle some wisdom that lies just ahead of them to see if they can grab onto it and if they can utilize it. When people are on this journey of development... 
We're craving mentors. We're craving people who are just ahead of us to offer us some morsel of wisdom to help us nudge just a little further into it. If you're, if you're beginning to grasp this trajectory of development, if you're beginning to sense what I'm talking about, you want to keep your eyes open for mentors, people who can walk you into just a little further deeper from where you're at. You need people who are in the same place as you to give you validation. And again, they're hard to find. You need people just ahead of you to give you wisdom, to walk you into some later space. And you also need people far ahead of you to humble you, to show you that there's a long way to go. But you lean into it. And we're willing to sit down with others and say, tell me your story. Tell me your truth. I don't need to convince you that I've got some better perspective. Simply let me understand you where you're at. That's where we need to get to, where we honor others by truly opening up space to hear their story without any motivation on our part to bring them to where we are which is a very different thing than simply offering some wisdom, some truth, and giving them space to grasp onto it. Until next time, I'm Bill Real. This is the Mythical Jesus Podcast. Thank you. Come thou fount of every blessing Tune my heart to sing thy grace Streams of mercy never ceasing